Praise, praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. And, uh, good to be here in Olathe and with you all. Praise God. You know, um, being here in hearing my bishop sing, and I know he's, his voice, his struggles, and, and with preaching twice and all those things, but you know, I wish I had that struggle. He sounded pretty good there saying, I thought, boy, what am I doing here? Amen. Keep on keeping on. I'll just sit and worship the Lord. Amen. I need preach to. Amen. I'm glad for my pastor. Amen. So thankful that uh, for Bishop and Sister Riggin. Amen. I mean that. I'm so thankful uh, that they are in my life, in my family's life. Glad to have my wife and children uh, over here with us. They've... Uh, these girls have been in Honduras for a couple weeks, and then uh, we're back for a few days and ended up going to camp at, uh, down in south of Tulsa this past week, and, uh, and so just good to have them I think they're home for a few weeks. <laughs> um, I think they still get mail at the house, I'm, I remember, I don't know, but uh, anyway, just thankful they have a heart to serve the Lord, and, uh, and so uh, it's just a, a good thing serve God. I'm thankful that my children love God. Amen. And I'm glad that God loves me. God loves my children. Amen. Amen. Jesus loves you. Did you know that? <laughs> I hope so. Amen. It's funny, but you know what? If you really understood how much Jesus loved you. Oh, hallelujah. If you really understood uh, the love of Christ for you tonight. Amen. How would uh, you understand his, his, the, the depth of his affection for his people, amen, and uh, the willingness to go to the cross, amen, and uh, the desire to, to let the cup pass, amen, but no, I, I'm, I'm going to do this because I love you, amen, so thankful tonight. Again, um, just, uh, just grateful um, for, for this church and uh, love you all. And uh, again, glad to have Bishop Reagan home. I know he's been uh, one-man band sometimes, it seems like, but uh, miss him. I wish he was preaching tonight, honestly. Uh, I really uh, considered him, uh, with him being here uh, back, I considered coming tonight and hearing him preach, and then he asked me, and I thought, <laughs> rats. Um, so here we are, praise God. And hopefully you ride with me for a little while tonight, amen? Amen. Hopefully you want to hear from the Lord. Hopefully you want to hear the preaching of God's Word. Amen. I really think God wants to help us and talk to us, and we're just going to let God have His way. Amen. I think we can have church before we leave. Praise God. I, I want to have church before I leave. Amen. I want to make my time worth it. Amen. I, I, don't you want to make your time worth it? Amen. You come into the house of God. Amen. Once you want something from God, God's got it for you. He's got some some joy he's got, maybe he's got an answer for you, I don't know. What have you been praying about? What do you need from the Lord tonight? Amen. Let's hear what God has to say, and uh, let's, let's have church. Praise the Lord. Amen. And uh, if you don't want to preach with me, preach, act like it anyway. Make me feel good. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. What are you laughing at? First uh, Corinthians, you better preach with me. You're whooping when you get home. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, amen, verse number 9. I was on the way down to Tulsa 
uh, to camp meeting this well, we're on the way back from Take and the girls. I will be in First Corinthians six, and um, and so I was getting on the little two little Braden and Kate were sitting. Kate was over here, and I was they were just doing the kids do right. Nobody else's kids do that. The jacking and fighting and arguing and all that. And I was getting on. I was trying to tell Kate. I was in the middle of. I, I'm going to whoop you when you get home. And in the midst of it, she went. Pfft. Start laughing. So my wife started laughing, and I started laughing. I thought, this is horrible. She's the baby of the family, and uh, we all had a good laugh. Ha, 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 that really isn't going to whip me. Praise God. First Corinthians chapter 6. Amen. Every now and again, you'll, you can laugh. First uh, Corinthians 6, verse number 9 to 11. It says, Know you not that the unrighteousness, unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. Boy, we're off to a good start tonight. But verse number 11 says, and such were some of you. Amen. He says, such were some of you. But you are washed. You've been washed in the blood. Amen, but you're sanctified, but you're justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Amen. Such were some of you. Amen. Amen. There were some of you that were pretty ornery. There were some of you that were pretty awful. Amen. There were some of us that just weren't right with the Lord. There were some of us here tonight, amen, that weren't right with God. Amen. There were some of us that were lost Loster than lost, amen. But I know, amen, some of us were that way, but you're washed, amen. Some of us, uh, amen, we're here tonight and we're sanctified, amen. We're cleansed, we're justified in the name of the Lord, amen. I'm telling you tonight, I'm here today, amen. I feel like drumming up, uh, amen, some memories tonight. I know someday we're going to get over yonder and I don't want to remember, but I'm telling you tonight, we're going to take a stroll down memory lane. <laughs> Amen. You're going to go with me tonight? Hallelujah. You're going to go with me down memory lane tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's li- worship the Lord tonight. Lift our hands and magnify the Lord. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. Let's worship him. Hallelujah. Come on, let's worship him like we uh, like we've been sanctified. Let's let's worship him like we've been washed. Oh, come on, like we've been justified in his name. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Oh, come on, come on. Oh, let's go somewhere tonight in the Holy Ghost. Come on, let's go where Jesus wants to take us tonight in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 If you used to be devilish, honoring, no good, you can be seated. Oh, hallelujah. Brother Chad, sit down. <laughs> Amen. I know better than that. That was just when you were in Sunday school with me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm talking, amen, to the church tonight. Amen. I understand someday 
Bishop, we're going to get to heaven, and I really hope we get to heaven. I don't remember a squat about what I've done in my life. I really don't want to remember one ignorant thing I've done in my life. I don't want to remember the stupidity, the promises I made and failed to keep. Don't want to remember that. I don't want to remember the times that I, I gave in to temptation. Don't want to remember that, the times that I failed, uh, the times that I, uh, I, I, I failed God. I don't want to remember those things when I get to heaven. Amen. But tonight, I hope... Uh, we're going to take a little walk, amen, down the history of our life, amen, just for a little bit. I want to talk to us about getting stirred up and staying stirred up. Oh, hallelujah, amen. I tell you, the Apostle Paul had a way, amen, of, uh, with words. He had a way of really kind of cutting to the chase a little bit. He didn't really dance around a whole lot in his preaching. Amen. He got done and he'd cut and then he'd say, well, you still hope uh, you need to love me anyway. Amen. The Apostle Paul cared about the salvation, amen, of the hearer. He cared about the church. He cared about, amen, the lives of people. Amen. He went about uh, uh, giving birth, if you will, to churches everywhere that he went, preaching the gospel. Amen. He, he found certain disciples and, uh, and, and he didn't try to try to connect with them and let's, oh, that's cool, I'm a Christian too. No, he said, you got the Holy Ghost? You don't? How are you baptized? If you don't get baptized right, you're going to be lost. That's how he dealt with things. Amen. Because he cared about the soul, amen, of the hearer. Amen. And so sometimes, 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 a lot of times I feel like we're getting, amen, we're sterilizing church. Just something I've been feeling and I was experiencing that we, it's too easy that, to sterilize, if you will, and make it more palatable. Amen. We have to put things, if you will, uh, in such a way uh, that, uh, that doesn't hurt the feelings, amen, of the people. When, uh, if we really want to be apostolic, uh, we, the apostolic preachers really just said, hey, you're lost. And, and you, were a, uh, you were an idolater. You're a fornicator. You're a drunkard. Amen. But you've been saved, thank God. Amen. They, they didn't dance around a whole lot. And, and so tonight, uh, I, I'm not here to throw stones. I'm not here to beat anybody up. Amen. See Sister Bonnie sneaking out on me. Praise God. <laughs> She's got a baby. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Amen. Well, there's one down. Praise God. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Amen. I, 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 I want to talk to us tonight about getting stirred up. Amen. I want us to, uh, you know what, it, sometimes uh, uh, it, it takes quite a bit for us to get stirred up. I'm just being plain. It does. It takes us too long to get stirred up in the Holy Ghost. Too long. It takes too much uh, prodding and punching and calisthenics. I get too tired. I wish we could do it quicker. There's a quicker way to get pumped up, to get stirred up. Amen. And I believe... Amen. One way to do that. And uh, I believe the Apostle Paul was on uh, to something here. He said, listen, you get to thinking about what you used to be. You start, somebody, I want to tell you, you were nothing. You weren't anything worth having. 
You didn't belong in the house of God. You weren't worthy enough for the kingdom of God. But you know what? Uh, he came down and he saved you. Uh, amen. Why doesn't somebody start to remember? Such were some of you. Uh, amen. And the apostle Paul was trying to get somebody stirred up uh, in their spirit. Uh, amen. And get them out of their comfort zone. Uh, amen. Get them out of what they, the condition they were in and begin to, to realize, hey, I got something to shout about. Uh, I got something to worship about. Uh, I got something to get out of the pew about oh hallelujah hopefully before I'm done here tonight I get somebody stirred up hallelujah amen amen because right now I feel like it's a little thick amen I'm on your side you know that I'm trying to get it stirred up amen I'm trying to get I'm trying to get I, I want revival to come I want, I want souls to be born again in the, in the house of God. Amen. But it ain't going to come if the church don't get stirred up. Hallelujah. If we can't get stirred up about it, how's somebody else going to get stirred up about it? If we don't get excited about what God for, did for us, how, how are we going to witness to somebody about, about what God can do for them? Amen. Somebody needs to go down memory lane tonight. Amen. I'm telling you, you weren't no good. You were a, a, a fornicator. You're a drunkard. You're an extortioner. I'm telling you, you name it. I don't know, amen, the sins of everybody here tonight. Uh, amen, boy, why don't you start remembering? Why don't you start going down that lane? Uh, amen, as you come into the house of God like David and say, oh, oh, I tell you, I was glad. I even get to come into the house of the Lord. Oh, because I wasn't worthy. I wasn't worthy. I didn't belong here. I don't, pastor, I'm so unworthy. But I'm telling you, I've been blood-bought. I've been sanctified. I've been justified. Oh, come on, has anybody else in here tonight been blood-bought? Has anybody else in here willing to get a little stirred up? Brother Jared, I love you. Thank you for getting a little stirred up in the spirit because it's real easy to not get stirred up and to sit and not worry about what you used to be. Hallelujah. If I could be so plain right now to say, honestly, I don't think you realize what you used to be. It's not there. Before we're done tonight, I hope it gets there. Hallelujah. I begin to think in my mind, amen, on what I used to be. I started, I started thinking about it, and I just couldn't help but come to tears about what I used to be. I didn't know the Lord. I was raised in church, but I didn't know the Lord. I walked away from God at a, at, as a teenager, got kicked out of my house, amen, and started doing drugs and started dealing drugs. I'm telling you, I don't belong in the house of God tonight. I tell you, Jesus, I'm so thankful that I get to be in your presence, that I get to stand behind a pulpit and preach the gospel to the world, that I get to pastor a church. I'm not worthy, but God. God, you saved me. What were you? What kind of life did you live? Can somebody get stirred up and stay stirred up tonight? Come on, we need to bring to remembrance what we used to be before God found us. Oh, hallelujah. Have a seat. Oh, hallelujah. Come on. I, I, I believe everybody here... It wants revival. Hallelujah. Oh, but we can't have revival. Amen. When we can't remember 
the grace of God on our life. Amen. I begin to think back about my life, and I begin to think back, amen, of different individuals. I know we came and began working with young people here. Amen. I begin to think about the young people. I mean, I love the young people. I'm getting older people now. Love the <laughs> Hallelujah. I said, you hear me? <laughs> Get your bell tone on. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> oh, I, I, I even love the adopted kids. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. But I began to think. Amen. When we got here, Brother Josh hadn't been in church a whole long time, Bishop. And I begin to think how good God has been to Brother Josh. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I begin to think how good God has been. Amen, Sister Jasmine. God brought you out of the world. Family, Sister Anna, oh hallelujah, Brother Andrew. I just began to go down the line in my mind, and I realize, you know, if we're not careful, we'll get so far distant from where we used to be. Amen. What we used to be. Amen. And and you know, we can get caught up, man. Bishop, you're just so right. The earthly things of this world, we can get so caught up. Amen, with what we are on this earth and the, and the prestige that we acquire and accomplish. Amen. And I'll tell you, amen, you know, I am proud, I was thankful for my, the, the career I've had in the, in the corporate world. I had a good, I had a, I had a good run. And uh, God's blessed us and, and he's, he's allowed me to have a great job. and Traveled across the country. And man, it was been tremendous. I love, it was great, but I began to realize the challenge and stress it began to put upon me. And I used to think, I honestly, Bishop used to think and look and say, and that would be cool, that would be fun. And I realized, you know what, I, 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 this, isn't, this isn't where I belong. And I began talking last fall, actually, to Bishop about some things that felt in the Holy Ghost. Amen. And March 15th of this year, I got a phone call from my company. And they, uh, a lady from HR said, uh, they made sure this is who it was, and they said, uh, we are calling to let you know you have been terminated from employment and you are no longer working at Zurich and blah, da, 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 da. I realized in an instant, I wasn't called. I wasn't called to work for Zurich. I wasn't called, amen, to be a corporate man. I wasn't called... Amen. Into that type of lifestyle. Amen. And I realized in a moment, amen, my mind went back. Amen. As I walked in, not too long after I'd gotten here into the office of uh, Brother Riggin, we began to talk about my ministry, begin to talk about my calling. And I remember the words, and I've said these often, but I remember the words. He said, God doesn't call you to be a part-time preacher. I never thought about that before. I never thought about what that, I, I never had, I, I, it just hit me. It, made, it scared me to death. It did. As I didn't ever, I, I never had thought of that. I just thought I was going to sit here and help you. 
Looking back, you probably didn't. I went home and I talked to my wife. What does that mean? What does that mean? I don't know. But I realized there was a higher calling upon my life. There was a greater purpose upon me. Amen. And in that moment, in that amount of time, I began to pray about it. And God began to put such a burning desire and passion in my heart for the work of God. And for my ministry. That I didn't care about anything else. Amen. But the things of God. And the calling upon my life. Amen. And I look back and I thank God that, hey, you know what? I felt kind of big sometimes. Uh, oh, I get to go. I get to travel to California. Woo. Yeah, but I had to leave my family at home. I had to worry about my church. I had all these things. Had all the struggles that, that went along with that. I realized, you know what? God didn't call me out of darkness. God didn't bring me from where I was. He's got a calling for me. He's got a purpose for me. Amen. I'm telling you, if you, you, it's easy to say, oh yeah, God brought me from a mighty long way. Amen. But if you don't get it in your spirit, if it can't stir you up, it's not in there deep enough. If it doesn't stir you up, if it doesn't make you come into the house of God, amen, with the praise on your lips, amen, I'm telling you, I'm here tonight, amen, to remind you of your flight out of Egypt, to remind you, amen, of your, of your coming out of the world. I want somebody to remember, amen, the nights, amen, of being blown out on drugs. I want you to remember that. I want you I want it to stir you up, amen, so that you can get your spirit to, something to, to, to get you to pray, to get you to worship, amen. Don't pray because I, if someone's saying, oh, let's pray, let's No, get stirred up about where God has brought you from. Get stirred up and stay stirred up about the, the direction and where God has brought you from. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. I, I, I feel... I'm going to get ahead of myself. I'll just slow down here a minute. Praise God. Amen. The Apostle Peter, he's pretty, he was pretty plain as well. If you're reading 2 Peter chapter 1, this is a fairly lengthy reading, but I want to bring out some points to this. 2 Peter chapter 1, I'm going to read verse 3 down for a little ways. Uh, the Apostle Peter says, According as his divine power hath given unto us, all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these we might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, amen, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance, patience, and patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity, uh, or love. Uh, for if these things be in you and abound, they may make you, or they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind, and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, rather, brethren, Give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now Peter goes on and says, Wherefore, I will not be negligent 
to put you always in remembrance of these things. The apostle Peter, he says, I'm not going to let you forget what you used to be. The preacher came along and said, hey, I remember when you got here. I'm not going to let you forget that sin that you are purged from. Because as soon as you forget the sins that you are purged from, you're going to be lost. You're going to get complacent. You're going to be hard to get excited about the things of God. So the apostle Peter said, hey, I tell you, I'm going to do my part. I'm not going to be negligent. I'm going to make sure you remember, amen, what you were and the sins of the world that you were involved in so that you can come into the house of God thankful that you get to come into the house of God. I'm not going to be negligent tonight, amen. I'm standing here, amen, flat-footed and telling the church, hey, why don't you get stirred up about what you used to be and the salvation that God has wrought in your life. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. My, my, my. Hallelujah. He says, though ye know them and be established in this present truth. He says, you know what you were. When you're established, you're in the truth. you got great doctrine. But the best doctrine, teacher, pastor, face of the planet. He doesn't get better doctrine. Get a nice building to worship in. Amen. Amen. We got air conditioner on here tonight, thank God. If not, I would have rather reconsidered. We got everything we need. That's what the apostle Peter said. He said, you know what, you 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 know everything. You, I, you, you know all of this adding to your yeah, to your faith, you know you need to add virtue. You know all this. All, you know you need to add all. And he says, "Listen, you're established in the present truth." He says, "But yes, I think it's uh, worthy or meet uh, as long as I'm in this tabernacle or in this body." Amen. He said, he says, I think it's good enough that as long as I'm in this body to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. Amen. I'm telling you, I'm telling you what you used to be is what all it should take to stir you up. Amen. I should sit here tonight and begin to say, hey, why don't you close your eyes and start thinking. Close your eyes and start uh, reminiscing. That's all it should take. That's what the Apostle Peter is saying. It should stir you up. It should stir you up. Amen. Uh, the, the life of depression you used to live. That's all it should take, Pastor. I used to be depressed. I used to want to kill myself. I used to contemplate it. I used to think about wow, how I would do it. I'm talking to somebody tonight. Some of you are taking me very cavalier. But I sure hope some of you are taking it very serious. Amen. Because all it should take is closing your eyes. Amen. And remember what the inside of that hospital room looked like. And remembering what the thoughts are running through your brain. Amen. To get you stirred up. Amen. About the worship. Get you stirred up about your walk with God. Oh, come on. Amen. I'm telling you, as long as I'm in this tabernacle, I want to stir you up. As long, amen, as you have a man of God in your life, you better hope he keeps you stirred up that you're nobody and you're nothing without the grace of God. I don't care how important you think you are. You're nothing. It's one phone call away from
losing everything. Somebody get stirred up and stay stirred up. Oh, come on. God's, t- oh, well, you know what? There's some thick, uh, amen, feelings. Uh, there's some heartache. Uh, but I'm telling you, if you begin to stir, start stirring that within you, it's going to start to get easier and easier. But you got to start stirring. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Peter said as long as he was alive. He said, I'm not going to neglect. I'm not neglecting my duty to keep the saints of God stirred up. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I really feel this is a, this is a foundational necessity that is lacking in the church today. It's a necessity that is lacking. Hallelujah. I have done and am studying as best I can with the time that I have. Amen. The history of the church and the Spirit of God, the apostolic, if you will, the movements throughout history. Amen. Amen. And I, I, I go back and my first thought was naturally Azusa Street. Amen. But that was really the tip of the iceberg in my study. Amen. I just haven't done a lot of it. And if you haven't done much, you... Probably should get a little educated on it. Amen. Because we think, oh, there was Acts 2, and then the next thing you know is Uzzah Street. That's kind of how I had in my mind. I mean, that, that little kind of paraphrase, but that's kind of what I had thought, is there wasn't a whole lot happening until Azusa Street. That's far from wrong. Amen. You can read back, amen, the founding of this country. Amen. We were, me and Bishop were talking about this the other day in, in the uh, Jamestown, in the, the, the first settlement in uh, in America, in the church house, amen, in the church, the small building that's there. I was there a few years ago. We were in Jamestown, amen, and in there is inscribed on the beam or on, on, on the church itself, uh, the scripture Acts 2.38, amen. I'm telling you, amen, there has been a people of God, amen, that have, have believed in repentance and baptism in Jesus' name. Amen. And receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in other tongues. Amen. And uh, all throughout uh, you, you, history, you, you can talk, you can see before the Civil War, before the, even the Civil War uh, speaks about camp meetings taking place out into the, out into the woods in Kentucky and, and people rolling on the floor and uh, speaking in tongues. And, and I'm telling this was in the 1700s, 1800s. About the power of God, amen, that was upon these people. Amen, about the power and the, the anointing uh, that, that would fill these. Uh, uh, this wasn't just 1920s, 1930s, oh, brush harbor. That's great. Uh, but I'm talking about even before then. Uh, and I know there was stuff going on before that, uh, amen. But if you begin in just what I have studied up to this point, uh, in the 17, 18, and 1900s, uh, amen, uh, uh, these folks uh, were, were looking for one thing, Amen. It is to be cleansed from sin and justified. Amen. And they looked at their sin and said, Jesus, you've got to cleanse me. I'm nothing. I am a sinner. I am lost. You, I, I. And they just wanted into the presence of God. And they said they did everything. They would groan and they would cry. And they would burden their soul to be accepted of the Lord. It stirred them up. 
It stirred them up that they were sinners. It stirred them up they were, that they were lost. It stirred them up that they, that they didn't know. They wanted justified. They wanted sanctified. It stirred them up. And they would weep and they would wail. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, we've sterilized our relationship with God. Amen. We are so far away. Amen. From our, 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 our new birth experience. We're so far away. Amen. From the, the depressed days that we used to have. We're so far away. Amen. From the smoking and the drinking. They're drugs and alcohol. Hallelujah. The Apostle Peter understood the danger of complacency when you begin to live for God. Amen. When you forget. When you forget. Hallelujah. When you forget, amen, where the Lord has brought you. Amen. I'm telling you, that was the concern when Israel come from Egypt. Amen. Set up some stones. Take them out of the Jordan. Set up a memorial. Set up a memorial. Every tribe take a stone and set it up on the, uh, so everyone, the generation that's coming behind us asks, what meaneth these stones? You can tell them. You can tell why. It's a stone. It's a memorial of remembrance. Amen. That we were in Egypt. It's a remembrance that we were in Egypt. It's a remembrance of what we came from and where we came from. Oh, in our prosperity, let's go back. In our prosperity, let's go back and visit. Amen. The memorial. Amen. Let's go back and remember. Amen. Where Egypt we had come from. Oh, hallelujah. I was, I tell you tonight, God wants to get us stirred up. God wants the church stirred up again. God wants the church of His body all across this world, all across the country, all across Kansas, all across this nation, all across the, the north, south, east, and west to, to get stirred up, amen, and seek Him, amen, and, and desire Him once again like they never have before. I'm telling you, we can have, the church can go back to the revival days, amen, but there is a place of brokenness, amen, that's got to return. There is a place, amen, of understanding of who we are and what we are and where we came from not uh, amen as a as the uh, uh, the accuser of the brethren would like to throw it into our face and say you were this and you were that amen but to remember and say i worship him because i was a sinner i worship him because i was lost i worship him. i go to church because i wasn't worthy but he has made me worthy hallelujah Hallelujah, I only regret tonight not being able to preach this with the passion that I feel in my spirit and how God showed me what He wants to do at the Truth Church tonight. Hallelujah. To stir means to move a spoon or other implement, move it around in a liquid or other substance in order to mix it thoroughly. Synonyms for the word stir, to mix, or to blend, to agitate, or to beat, or to whip, to whisk. Amen. When you put ingredients into a mixing bowl. Amen. If you're baking a cake, you're baking something that has more than one ingredient. 
somewhere in the, mirror, in, in, the, in the ingredient or in the instructions for that, in the recipe. It says, now, mix these ingredients together. Because if you don't, it really doesn't have the, the texture and flavor. It really isn't going to do what it needs to do to become what it needs to become. Hallelujah. Amen. When you, in your life, in the bowl of your life, everyone's got a bucket, stuff they want to do, and all these things. But you know what? In your life, you have only so much you can put in to your bucket. Amen. And in that bucket, there is there's your past. There's what you used to be. It's in there. Amen? Can't get away from that. Amen. Can't get away from that, uh, uh, that, 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 that past of who you were. Amen. And in that, in that same bucket, you have your experience of salvation. Amen. You have your journeys of life. You have your experiences with the Lord. You have the, the, the doctrines that you have been taught. All of these things are getting put in, into your heart and into your life. But just like that mixture of ingredients of all the stuff that gets put into you, I believe it's necessary to get that past mixed up. It's got to be involved in everything you do. Understand what I'm saying here tonight? Very simple. I'm not real smart. Amen. So hopefully you're getting a mental picture of what I'm trying to say. Amen. Everything you do has got to be seasoned with. And I, I love to clean the church, Pastor. I can't even believe I'm allowed in to come in the doors. I thought they'd fall down when I came into church. I'd love to come help vacuum the church. I wouldn't mind. Yeah, let me cut the grass. Hey, man, I remember when I used to smoke grass. And I'd do whatever I can because it's mixed with what I used to be. Everything I do is mixed. Everything I do is mixed. Well, yeah, sure, yeah, Pastor. Oh, I don't want to argue with you. I don't want to... Because you know what, I, I wasn't good enough. I, I don't want to argue. I, I, I remember what I used to be. I'm not even worthy. I'm not justified in my argument. I, I tell, if we'll mix our past, if we'll mix what we were with everything, it'll humble us. It'll humble your spirit. Oh, hear me, hear me. Oh, hallelujah. And I think I hit on something here tonight. Oh, it'll humble you. It'll bring you to your knees. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because you'll see somebody growing cold in the Lord. Amen. And you'll go, oh God, I remember that was almost me. That was almost me. Don't, no, no, I'm sorry. No, forgive me. I didn't, I didn't mean to say what I said. I didn't mean to do. If you'll season and you'll mix it all together, everything within your life, if you'll get stirred up about what you used to be, I'm telling you, it'll help you. It'll stir you up. Amen. You'll get along better with everybody around you. It'll, it'll season your worship like you haven't had worship in a long time. It'll season your prayer time with the Lord. If in that mixed you'll start to remember as opposed to stand there so I'm glad I'm not like the publican I'm glad I'm not like that one over there but if you you I'm telling you I feel this tonight if you'll be like oh the man that said oh, oh God oh God God I'm, I'm a sinner Lord 
Oh, hallelujah. You'll let that past be in the mix of your life. You'll get it stirred back up. Because you know what's happened is it's all kind of just sunk to the bottom. And, and you're glad. You just, you don't want, you're the one to deal with it. Just, just leave it there and I'll get to that later. But listen, you're never going to become what God wants you to be if you don't scrape the bottom. If you don't dig deep in your soul and scrape what I used to be up and get it, get it working into your prayer time and get it into your worship. Oh, come on, church. I'm trying to stir somebody up tonight. I'm trying to get you stirred up in the Holy Ghost. Amen, Truth Church. God wants, amen, the power and the glory to come. Amen, but it's going to come. Amen, when I get you stirred up, when the Holy Ghost stirs you up and you get to work. And amen, I'm telling you, amen, because prayer meetings are going to, it's going to change the dynamic. It's going to change the dynamic of your attitude. It's going to change the dynamic, amen, of, you, of, of what concerns you. It's going to change the dynamic of everything that you are. Of what's important. It's going to bring you down where you belong. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I feel like we're getting a little closer to where God wants us to get before we're done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We read about Moab in the Bible and Jeremiah. We read about the this people of Moab. They were... They were the descendants of Lot. Amen. The Moabites were uh, the offspring uh, through uh, Lot's daughter. Amen. And incest with her father after they left Sodom and Gomorrah. It was one of the children. Uh, Moab was one of the sons. Amen. And so uh, the Moabites, uh, amen, were, uh, uh, they, uh, they were a people that never fully, never fully uh, embraced who they were. Amen. And this is what Jeremiah says about them in Jeremiah 48 and 11. It says, Moab hath been at ease from his youth, and he hath settled on his lees, and hath not been emptied from vessel to vessel, neither hath he gone into captivity. Therefore his taste remained in him, and his scent is not changed. Amen. Jeremiah likened him unto a vat of wine. Amen. That has just kind of grown stagnant. Amen. It has, and it's been placed and it hasn't, uh, it, it hasn't been emptied out and hasn't gone through the process. Uh, amen. It, it's just stayed the way they were from his youth. It hasn't, uh, it ha- hasn't changed and hasn't been emptied out and hasn't been, been used. And, uh, and it's, uh, listen, his taste is remained and his scent is not changed. Amen. What was supposed to be occurring... Amen. A pouring out and a changing and, a, and from vessel to vessel. Amen. A, 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 there was something about it. it says, listen, we're, we're, Jeremiah said that Moab had settled on his lees. Amen. They were a people that worshipped idols and rejected the lineage of God's people. Hallelujah. When Judah was taken captive, you know, it was Moab that sat back and let it happen. They didn't come to the aid of the brethren. It's 
they to recognize and realize, hey, we be brethren. We be brethren. But they said, nah. I'm mad at you because you've aggravated me through the years. I'm upset. I, no, I've had a, it was this opportunity to sit back and let Judah get their share. Moab was justified, amen, because of all the trouble they had had with Judah throughout the years and throughout the time. But you understand, it was because their lack of concern for Judah that God said, listen, I'm taking you out too. Moab, he'd forgotten who he was. He had forgotten where he came from. He didn't have a perfect lineage. He didn't have a perfect uh, history. But he had gotten so big for his britches, amen, that he forgot, hey, I am the son, amen. We are the children, amen, uh, uh, of, an, uh, of an ancestral relationship. I've got nothing to brag about. Uh, I'm not anybody. I'm nobody. If he would have remembered who he was, uh, if he'd have remembered where he came from, uh, the Moabites, if they would have understood, hey, Listen, we got to go help. We got to go fight for our brethren. We got, I'm telling you, it would have changed, amen, the course of their history. Amen. But they were so wound up letting Judah get there, the due that was coming unto them. Hallelujah. Listen, amen. The preaching, as Bishop mentioned, was, was meant to stir us up. It's supposed to stir you up. It's supposed to. It's supposed to make you stirred up for the right reason. Hallelujah. You understand what I'm saying, right? It's supposed to stir you up in a good way. Not stir you up and go, I'm telling you, I can't believe you preach that. Preaching is supposed to be convicting. Preaching is intended to stir you up. Preaching is intended. That's the whole point of it. That's the idea behind it. Amen. And so you don't forget. The Apostle Peter said, listen, I'm not going to neglect my job. I, my job is here to remind you that you're no good. And you're saved by grace. Let's go worship God together. Because He saved us. That's the preaching of the Word. Amen. It's not to, amen, to, whether it lines up with what we feel or think or any of that. It's meant to stir us up. And I'm telling you, God, I feel, I spent, man, I spent, uh, uh, two or three hours at the church in Edgerton last night praying about this service today. And I tell you, God was trying to tell me, we got to get stirred up in our spirit. Amen. True church of Olathe, God's wanting you to get stirred up. Amen. About what you used to be. Can it affect you anymore? How calloused is your heart? Amen. Or, or, or you just hear about what you used to be and say, yep, that's, that's good. Hallelujah. Where are we going to eat next? Come on, somebody. Preach with me. Work with me. Work with the Lord here. Amen. Hear what God has to say to you. God's trying to reach this people. God's trying to reach us. Amen. If we can get a hold of this and mix it into our life, mix up and get stirred up, I'm telling you, God has got some things He wants to bring to us. Amen. But as long as all the ingredients are just kind of in a bowl, amen, it's never going to be what it's meant to be. It's never going to taste just like it should taste. Amen. I'm telling you, 20 years from now, amen, we should still be hitting the altar. Amen. Oh, God. Oh, what I used to be. On our deathbed, we should be raising our hands and saying, Pastor, 
Pastor, I'm so thankful. God saved me. I'm ready to go to heaven. I can't believe I may. I can't believe He saved me because you've been stirred up about it. You've gotten stirred up in your spirit about it. What God has brought you from. Oh, God. Hebrews 4 and 2. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them. Not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Amen. I'm telling you, we've got to mix what we're hearing tonight. Amen. With faith. Uh, we've got to mix what we're hearing when the word of God comes forth. Uh, amen. I'm telling you, we've got to have this. We've got to get to a place. Where we, what are we doing? What are we doing in life? What is our calling? What is our purpose? Why are we here? I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Our why. Our purpose. That's what it's about. It's about the souls of the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. I was reading in the Word of God today about Paul. And he was talking about people... Uh, preaching the word of God, he says, some preach it with contention. They're trying, I'm in, I got these bonds. They're trying to make it harder on me in prison. But that's cool with me because they're preaching. <laughs> they're preaching Jesus. Amen. He said, I don't give a rip about what anybody says or tries to do to me because the gospel is being preached. Amen. Souls are being saved. The gospel is reaching the lost. I don't care about anything else. Oh, God, help us. Amen. You know what? You can read about Paul reflecting on what he used to be. He said, listen, I was no good. I was a murderer. Amen. He said, I, I would take Christians and I would put them, amen, in captivity. I would murder them. Amen. But I'm telling you what, what got him going up every, getting up every day and going out the door to work, amen, to preach the gospel. I got a feeling the apostle Paul woke up every day and remembered what he used to be and said, listen, as hard as I live for the devil, I'm going to live that hard for God. I'm I'm not going to out uh, let the, let my old self out worship my new self. Oh, hallelujah! Apostle Paul talking to Timothy. I'm telling you, it's all throughout Scripture. This isn't just me tonight trying to get get you hyped up. No, you ought to get stirred up. You ought to get stirred up. Amen. There's too much pride in the church. There's too much pride. There's too much self-justification. I'm telling you, there is. We got to realize that only reason we're here is the grace of God. Amen. There's too much pride. I'll say it again. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, if that makes you want to weep, thank God. Because you realize, oh God, I could so easily let pride get in the way. Oh God, I'm sorry. Amen. But if I say pride is the problem and you get upset, you got a problem. I'm telling you, you need to get stirred up in the Holy Ghost tonight. God's trying to reach you. And I'm telling you, this is how He's going to do it. He's not going to reach you at another church. He's not going to reach you by another pastor. He's going to reach you from the preaching of God, from this pulpit, if you're going to be saved. Oh, come on, somebody. Get stirred up in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. 
Amen. On the outside, it may seem like I am lost here today, but I know right where I'm at. I know I'm right in the middle of where God wants me to be for this service. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Have you played your life out for the next six months, a year, 12 months, two years, five years? Where do you have yourself? What does your life look like? Have you already thought yourself somewhere else? Or have you thought revival in a new church building and souls? Amen. As a man thinketh, so is he. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you think, I'm just thankful I'm alive. I'm just thankful. Amen. I can remember back to days driving down the highway, stoned out of my mind, thinking, I hope I don't kill myself. Hope I don't drive and get run into the side. Does anything in your life stir you up like that? I'm telling you, I hate myself for that. But I'm thankful I have that memory to stir me up. When I get carnal, when I get prideful, when I get spirit on me, an attitude on me, I'm thankful I have something to stir me up and bring me down and realize, oh God, it could have been over for me. Oh, do you got any memories that you can go back to? Do you have any memories that I could call to remembrance tonight? Do you have anything that will stir you up in your spirit? Do you have anything that will make you reconsider your current situation? Do you have anything, any memory of your past that can get you off your high horse? Do you have any memory that can bring you down and make you base. Come on, let's pray here for just a minute. Come on, we need revival. Come on, somebody needs to get stirred up. Somebody needs to get stirred up. I remember stories. I remember seeing, amen, preachers, amen, on their face. Uh, amen, folks weeping, snot all over the face. Uh, amen. In tears, bawling their eyes out uh, in repentance. You got anything that can bring you back to that place? Is there anything I could say tonight uh, to bring you back to that place of remembrance to stir you up? Amen. That'll keep you stirred up. That'll keep you praying. Is there anything that I can say tonight that will get you to pray and keep you praying? Oh, shatamahila mohos, oh, tarabahasayandai. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Paul tells Timothy, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice. And I am persuaded it's in you also. Wherefore, 
I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Hey, listen. Amen. Timothy, I want you to remember you had a grandmother that loved the Lord and you had a mother that loved the Lord. Amen. And I believe that love is in you as well. But I want to bring to remembrance that love that is in your spirit. Then when I laid my hands on you, that you prayed until you prayed through. When I laid my hands on you, son, that you felt the power of God. When I laid my hands on you, it drove you to an altar. Oh, come on, somebody is getting stirred up. Come on, God is going to do something in this place tonight. Oh, come on. Paul was taking Timothy on a trip down memory lane. And he was saying, stir up that gift, son. Hey, stir up that gift once again. It's getting kind of, it's getting kind of thick down there. Stir it up, son. You're going you're gonna to walk away from God if you don't stir up that gift. Woo! Oh, come on, true church. Come on, revival is here. The power of God is here. The working of miracles is here. Amen. But it's not going to have that flavor until we get stirred up. It's not going to become what we want it to be until somebody gets stirred up. Oh, come on. Come on. Don't die down now. Come on. God's trying to do something. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, am I your enemy because I'm telling you the truth tonight? Oh, come on. Come on, I'm not not going to neglect my responsibility tonight. I'm not neglecting my responsibility. As long as I'm in this tabernacle, as long as I have breath in my lungs, I'm going to do what God has called me to do. And I'm going to remind you, some of you were pretty bad. Some of you were addicted to alcohol. Some of you were addicted to pornography. Some of you, oh, come on, were addicted to drugs and alcohol and cigarettes and nicotine. Come on, some of you were in the throes of rebellion. Some of you were in the gall of bitterness. You don't know who But God's trying to stir you up tonight. God's trying to get a hold of you tonight. To remind you, hey, I saved you. I called you out of that. You're not that anymore. I've saved you by my grace. Hallelujah. Oh, we got to stir up the gift of God. Oh, we got to stir up the gift of God. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we got to deal with some things. Somebody, you're going to have to deal with some things hindering you and your walk with God. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Come on, there ain't a whole lot more I can say tonight.
Come on, even the apostle Peter had the keys of the kingdom of heaven. But you know what? Before he was ever able to open that door, Bishop, before he ever was able to preach Acts 2.38, you know what he had to come and had to do? He had to stir up the remembrance. We like Acts chapter 2, verse 38, but when you read verse number 36, this is what the Apostle Peter says. He says, therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. He says, you know what, really, before I even get to where we need to go, I got to address something here. You're not in the right position. Your heart isn't in the, is not in the condition to receive revival. Your heart's not in. You stop me, Pastor, if I'm out of line. The Apostle Peter was saying. He said, "Listen, I'm gonna have. There's a heart issue going on here. He knew he was dealing with religious people. He was dealing with." He knew he was dealing with religious Jews. They were there to celebrate. They were there to worship. They were there to fulfill their commitment to God. They were there to do the letter of the law. They were there worshiping God. They had come to the house of God to feast of Pentecost. Supposed to be a time of celebration. Supposed to be a time of feasting. Supposed to be a time to worship the feast. The harvest has come. Oh, it's a wonderful time. We're Jews and proud of it. The Holy Ghost gets them poured out. And these folks say, man, I really want that. These religious folks start to say, man, that would, that's awesome. I'd love to have church like that. Oh, I'd love it, man. I wish we could have. Why don't we have revival like that at this church? Why aren't things moving like that in our midst? Well, when they asked the question, they got an answer. But I don't know if most of them really wanted. But a lot did. Because the answer is, you know what? You want this revival. And you want this glory. And you want this speaking in tongues. And you want this juking and jiving. And you want, man, things popping and fire coming down. And you want glory and Holy Ghost power. And every child of God should want that. If you're apostolic, we should want that. But it ain't going to come until we have a heart change. And we remember, listen, remember how you crucified Jesus. Remember how you were crying crucify and, and you felt justified in it. Because he was messing up everything. And he wasn't, he was messing up our religion. He was messing all these up. And man, we felt right. And, oh, it was good. I'm here to tell you, listen, you crucified your Savior. And this is what I believe really brought about 
heart that was able to accept the preaching of the Word of God. Because when he heard this, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. Tonight, I hope, if there's anything that I have done, I'll go back to Edgerton, promise, until next Sunday, but I'm not preaching, so. If I could do anything tonight, I really pray to God that I could prick the heart of a group of religious, apostolic church that's hungry for revival, that wants revival, that desires revival, that desire glory, that desires passion, that desires miracles. I believe it's here. I believe the desire is here. I don't, believe that, I, don't, I don't believe I'm among people who say, I don't really care if it happens. I believe I am in a, in a church that says, I want to see, Sister Reba, I know you want to see miracles. Amen. Amen. I, I believe, Tori, I, want, I know you want to see people filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Brother and Sister Nelson, I know you got folks that you wish you could see worshiping around the altars. I know, Brother, Brother Hilton, there's revival that you would desire to see. Amen. Sister Regan, I know there's a desire to see. Amen. Souls born into the kingdom. Hallelujah. Sister Anne, I know, amen, there's things you want to say. I know there's a, there's a church, there's a desire of a people that said, I want revival. I want the glory to fall. I want the anointing. Where's it at? Where's it at? Where's it at, Pastor? I know we're praying and we're trying. I'm telling you, here's where it's at. Let me stir up. Your remembrance tonight. We can get back to an old-fashioned altar of repentance. Old-fashioned altar. And start mixing it in to everything we do. Oh, hallelujah. Talking about prayer meeting tonight. You'll even, you won't even remember what time it is. And no, and you'll realize as you come out of your as you as you come out of your stupor of prayer. You'll say, it's 10 o'clock. Wow. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You understand what I'm saying here tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That same Jesus. You crucified him. Oh, then they were pricked in the heart and said, man, brother, what shall we do? And he said, okay. All right, you're where you need to be. He says, you repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And that day, 3,000 were added unto them. But it came, amen, when a group of people, religious people, people that were supposed to be right, people that were, and they were. In a lot of ways, they were right. They were there worshiping. They were doing what they thought they were supposed to do. They had really forgotten who they were. Hallelujah. Musicians, if you would come, I think that's Sister Tori. Hope I haven't lost you here tonight. Hope I haven't lost you. I want to end on a passage of Scripture. And then I'm going to open the altars and Let you respond accordingly to what you feel. But you know what? A trip down memory lane is really could be exactly what somebody here needs tonight.
Amen. Please understand tonight, I love this church. I love everyone that is here. I've not come with a, with a hammer to beat anyone up or to beat anyone down. Amen. I'm not here tonight to even cast a stone. I'm just, I, I, listen, I, I have to do this. This is something that I have to keep myself humble before the Lord. Amen. But it really taking a a trip down memory lane as to what used to be could really do you good to. If you don't really have that, that memory, I pray you get a revelation. You think, well, I was in the church. I was raised in church. I don't really have anything. Go find somebody who's been there. Amen? Go find somebody who has been strung out. Somebody who's tried to commit suicide. Go find somebody and let them explain to you let them give you their testimony. If, if you were raised in, my girls don't know what it's like to do drugs. Besides coffee. But I'm telling you, just because you have a testimony of, I was raised in this, I, oh no, you were saved out of a lot of sin. Honestly, you know, my Kenzie and Madison, Rosie, you girls were raised in church. Sister Jasmine, you were. I bet she has a story to tell and a testimony of what it was like getting the Holy Ghost for the first time. Cling on to your testimony and walk down memory lane often enough to remember and keep yourself stirred up. I want you to close your eyes tonight as I walk my way through this passage of Scripture and you familiar passage. Psalm 73. Truly God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. But as for me, my feet were almost gone and my steps hadn't well nigh slipped said I was almost a goner says for I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked and this psalmist is admitting how close he was to backsliding and giving up he saw what he considered the prosperity of the wicked and saw the money saw the wealth of, of the sinners nice things, the good jobs. He says, Behold, these are the ungodly, verse 12, who prosper in the world. They increase in riches. Barely. He says, Listen, I, I've cleansed my heart in vain. And I've washed my hands in innocency. He says, You know, those that I see and those that I work with are a bunch of wicked people. 
the people who've rebelled and gone to other places and other churches, I see they're prospering and it looks like they're doing good and they're doing great. He said, you know what, I'm, I've cleansed my heart in vain. And he said in verse 16, when I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. He said, I, I just, I was ready to give up and quit. But in verse 17, he goes on and says, until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then understood I therein. He says, you know what, I was ready to give up. But when I went into the house of God, I remembered. I remembered a few things about this life. He said, you know what, I've been really complaining about this and complaining about that. And I was ready to walk out and give up and, I, I, and looking at everybody else. But, I, but when I went into the sanctuary of God, it was at that moment that everything came together in his mind. He remembered how God saved him. He remembered why he came to church. He remembered why he prayed and why he worshipped. And he remembered why he was faithful in giving to God and tithing and offering. He remembered why he was faithful to the Lord. You know what really happened is he came to church and he got stirred up all over again. Amen. He got stirred up all over again. Amen. And verse 18 says, Surely thou didst set them in slippery, slippery places. Thou canst castest them down to the destruction. How are they brought unto desolation? As in a moment, they're utterly consumed with terrors. He'd grown cold in his walk with God. But once he remembered what he used to be, he got stirred up in his spirit. He, he, he got so stirred up about his feeling sorry for himself and and what he had, he'd be complaining about and all these things. This is what the psalmist said in verse 21. He says, Thus my heart was grieved and it, I was pricked in my reins. So foolish was I and ignorant. I was as a beast before thee. But he said this. Nevertheless. He says, you know what? I was foolish. You know what? I made some bad... I, 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 was out of, I had my, my, my history out of alignment. I, had my, I hadn't really thought about it like I should. I, I didn't have everything in a perspective. And I felt grieved and I was pricked in my heart and my reins. I was foolish and ignorant. He says, but nevertheless, though I felt foolish, he says, I am continually with thee. Thou hast holden me by my right hand. Thou, hast, thou shalt guide me with thy counsel and afterward receive me to glory. Hallelujah. Let's stand together here tonight he says you know what I came into the house of God with the wrong perspective I came into the house of God not really stirred up about anything I was really came into the house of God upset about the prosperity of the wicked I was really complaining about my situation I was really concerned I was really aggravated actually pretty mad I was ready to walk out on God he says, but when I got into the sanctuary of the Lord, oh, then I began to remember. Oh, and I saw the power of God and I experienced His glory. I remember God is with me. 
Amen. I'm telling you tonight. Uh, amen. He said in verse 27, For lo, they that are far from thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that go a-whoring from thee. He says, But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all thy works. Amen. Tonight I preach unto the church, truth church in Olathe. Get stirred up. And stay stirred up. It is good for you to draw near to God. Revival will come. Power will come. Amen. Revival is on its way. The promises of God are yea and amen. The anointing of God that, 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 that comes in waves across the congregation is ready to be poured out. The gifts of the Spirit are ready for operation. For a church that's stirred up. And that'll stay stirred up. Hallelujah. I want you to get in your mind tonight. I want you all to begin to think what you used to be. And I want you to begin to dwell upon that, not because I'm trying to make you feel bad or feel guilty. But I want you to begin to think about those things. And I want you to get stirred up. When you get to a place where you, it stirs you up. When you get to a place where you begin to cry. When you get to a place where you begin to weep and you begin not able to hold back the tears for the mercy of God. When you begin to think of where God brought you from and you remember the nights of loneliness and your heart begins to stir, I want you to respond to the Holy Ghost and come to this altar and get stirred up all over again. And I want you to stay stirred up until revival comes. Listen, if we let God have His way here tonight, if we'll let God have His way here tonight, God's going to do some amazing things in this altar call. God wants to do some amazing... He wants you to experience glory like you haven't felt in a long, long time. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Begin to seek God and get stirred up. Hallelujah. Let's worship the Lord.